0: Thank you for joining us for Riding Through the Ages. My name is Eric. And I'm Eugene. And this is our revolving journey through the eras of Kamen Rider. Today we will be watching episode 5 of Kamen Rider, the original series, entitled Monster Mantis Man. Monster Mantis Man, three, three M's. It was written by Mari Takizawa and directed by Hitoshi Kitamura. Um, and it aired on May 1st, 1971. So, uh, any guesses?
1: Well, it's pretty straightforward with all these, almost. <laughs> uh, I wonder if it's going to be, you know, like does he actually have a scythe blade sort of arm thing going on? But, uh, you know, it's it's kind of hard to say where the show's going because, you know, it's been kind of hard to follow. I'm really happy with, with the way episode four, um, the Man-eating Sarah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Saracenian. Sussan- anyway.
0: Saracenian. Saracenian $10 or, $10 or something so like that. that. Yeah. yeah. But,
1: uh, well, no, nah, it's okay. I um, I really liked how the episode, you know, brought it back, kind of made it corner. You kind of see where it's going with mm-hmm. the show. You know, it's kind of figured out what it wants to do. It, it seems like they at least if have me- a.
0: If I remember correctly, it's it takes like eight or nine episodes to really get into it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's still room to grow and change.
0: Yeah, and there was a big change. I think 15 episodes in. So. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. I just felt like it, it had more uh, structure. Yeah. Compared to the the first or the last two episodes, not necessarily the first one, because you know, it just introduce shocker, right? Yeah. But um, yeah. I'm just really thinking that uh, it's on the right track.
0: Most people say that uh, the first season doesn't even really feel like Common Writer until you're like. 15, 16 episodes in.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, compared, like I said, compared to the other three seasons, it's like
0: because you you you're going through the other three seasons, you're going through Kuga Double, right. and and Zero One, and those all kind of feel the same mm-hmm. in certain ways. I mean, they're all different, yeah. I also. Mean, yeah, totally different. You can but... all tell that they're Common Rider. This one, if it wasn't called Common Rider, <laughs> you would just think, oh, it's it's kind of tendentially related to yeah. it. Yeah,
1: it's like a Green Hornet, but not Green Hornet. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's it, it's kind of like how Green Hornet and and batman would be or something like yeah kind of sort of how they're um sort of related mm-hmm. or in the same genre yeah but they don't feel like the genre. same show yet no, definitely not and that is just them figuring out what it is they haven't even i mean they didn't even know that it was going to be i doubt anybody started this and be like you know what i think this is going to be go, 35 years yeah it's gonna be huge absolutely it, huge it, it actually happens a lot in um i'll probably reference this a lot this i think i have a couple times already but i have a lot of a background with dr who mm-hmm. which started in the 60s and is still going today and so there was a lot of that like in the original dr who in the 1960s they didn't know what they were doing right they were just making up as they went along mm, it was originally it. supposed to be an educational show <laughs> it just didn't. about about them going to various times and you learn about history and stuff like that and it was originally a children's show for teaching kids about history and then
1: that just fell off the map. Oh, that Big one. time. Oh, okay. four <laughs> Big episodes, time.
0: Four episodes in, it just went off the rails. I mean, first off, the first episode was completely historically inaccurate to begin with because they went to, like, caveman times and all, <laughs> all sorts of weird stuff. Um, but the same idea is that Doctor Who doesn't feel like Doctor Who until at least the second story, which is five episodes in. Uh-huh. Um, and even then, it doesn't—the things that we recognize as being Doctor Who— don't come until years later. Actually, right. He wasn't even that It wasn't even an alien until four years into the show.
1: Yeah. And then now suddenly, a time lord and
0: yeah. They never mentioned time lord <laughs> until, um, I think five years in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mentioned he was an alien when they had to regenerate him because they needed to do something. Yeah. Before. So you gotta you gotta add a But otherwise. they did all these things. But anyway, now he's a super saiyan. <laughs> pretty much. But uh, but the same thing with this. They haven't figured out what they're doing, and so later on. Um, is when we start getting the feeling of what common Rider is to be.
1: Right, right.
0: Because they're still like, totally experimenting, trying to figure it out. They thought they were just going to do a show. Right. So you, the thing is that with the way the, the plot's so simple uh,
1: in the first season compared to you know some of the later seasons where all this stuff's going on, you're not really sure. So it's kind of hard to say a prediction for it. As weird as that sounds, it's kind of hard to say a prediction for it because it could be it could be anything, it could be nothing, yeah, you know, compared to uh what we got going on with zero one or uh even double I mean just so much
0: well that and also we we can watch Tuga mm-hmm. for example, and it's in the two thousand, and we watched shows in the two thousand right, and we've seen Asian shows in those in those yeah areas. so we
1: we kind of know we kind of
0: know how the style right writers and things like the world, and the same thing with the one in the. 2010, Mm -hmm. uh, 2009, we uh, we know how shows were written back then. Yeah, exactly. And then. So, what to expect? Modern day, we know how shows were written then, but I haven't seen a lot of 70s Japanese shows.
1: No, not not many. And the only ones I've seen would be like samurai movies or uh, maybe gangster films or something. Yeah,
0: just straight up movies and things like that. So, we don't know how they're. The ideas that they had to work with.
1: Yeah, speaking of them not knowing what to, you know, how long this show is going to be going on, right? I was just having a thought that we probably have a 50 year anniversary uh, special coming up, right? Cuz it's been it's 2020 in now. 21. Yeah, in, so in next 21. year yeah. I can only imagine cuz usually that's that's a huge.
0: Well, uh, Common Rider is very famous for finding every anniversary they can and celebrating it. Yeah. So they had the 40th anniversary and I think the next year they had the twentieth anniversary of, uh, the Heisei or something like that, and so it's just like <laughs> just gonna make forty-five, it and then fifteen, uh, of of Heisei and then it's you know says <laughs> so, so you know
1: they, they've at least put some thought into what they're gonna do for the fiftieth, right? Yeah, it's that's like a the, big. Uh,
0: it's gonna be the fiftieth, and I mean it'll be also the second series of Raywa, right? So they'll have to decide what they're gonna keep from zero uh, one to 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 move forward and do whatnot not zero two but uh, to the next season yeah yeah watch, um, him, watch him do zero two and yeah, then you're gonna be thinking <laughs> back to like dang um, foot and mouth <laughs> I think I have seen something where I think there is a movie writer called zero zero one uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I just saw that like on the title or something but um, so yeah we are going to go watch um, Monster Mantis Man and we will be back
1: we'll be right back you <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. We're back. And uh what'd you think?
1: I thought it was a good episode. I mean, uh there were some issues with it. Nothing uh too too horrible, but
0: mostly just the plot holes. It's kinda hard to Sort of plot holes, sort of yeah. I mean that they can be explained away, but
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just a few of
0: them. I'm like, uh, wait. <sighs> so we start out with the opening credits, and mm-hmm. there's some new scenes in the opening credits. Some new driving around. just not just in the quarry the entire time, right? Sometimes there's some. It's still mostly just him riding the motorcycle, right?
1: But um, a couple more close-ups of the mask, I think, that weren't necessarily like the uh, very first scene or very last. Yeah, scene. the
0: the scenes from the riding of in the motorcycle, I think they're from uh, a couple of episodes that are coming up. Okay like they thought they were better so they threw um but the episode proper starts off it also not proper starts off but it has a different uh, saga cell yeah yeah where it
1: talks about who hongo is and what's going on and, and it shows it, all of the opponents he's had up to this point yeah which is just for like doing a yeah her huh. I mean they aren't actually talking about that you can imagine yeah they' they're all doing stances a pose yeah. or
0: something and then then it the episode starts up proper at the Earthquake Research Center. hmm And it's it comes in, there's a lady at a desk. She's wearing a lab coat, so obviously she's a doctor. Right. That's the only way to know who are doctors and who aren't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> doctors
1: are scientists, but uh, at this point I was thinking, what the heck does a mantis
0: and an earthquake have in common? <laughs> Turns out <laughs> not very much. Not much at all. Um anyway, so a phone rings and she goes and answers it and she gives basically she gives a little explanation. Someone is, talks to on the phone and asks her who she is. She's uh, Chiako, Dr. Chiako, or whatever. Yeah, Amamiya Chiako. And she's uh, talking about how she's got a... It's a detection device that's very specific, like, very good, and it's so, like, special that they're in the newspaper. Yeah, they made a, They have a bunch of new equipment and, and made the news, definitely. And, and then she asks, after selling all that... Oh, by the way, who is this? Yeah, oh, it's like, now that I've told you everything... I think she's probably... The in-universe reason. Do you know what kayfabe is? Uh uh-uh. uh Kayfabe is it's a, a professional wrestling term. Kayfabe is the illusion that professional wrestling is real. Oh, okay, yeah. So it, like, the real reason she explained all that was because they wanted to give all the explanation right up front. The right. real, re- uh, the real reason, sh- uh, the kayfabe reason is maybe she's been doing this a lot. Yeah, this is
1: like the 18th time somebody's called about the equipment.
0: And so she just did it out of reflex, and then she's like, oh, wait, who's this? Who, who? And then the line goes dead, mm-hmm. and then the power goes it's out. It's a power outage. And she grabs a flashlight and is looking around, and this is where I noticed the clock on the wall says it's 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, well, she's... it's 2, and it's dark, so yeah, it's 2 so a.m.
1: Yeah, it's she's working late, and this is definitely... One of the best uh, cut horror intros. I mean, compared to episode two, Manbat, I think this one
0: is even better done. Yeah, we checked. This is the first time this writer and this director have been on the show.
1: Yeah, because I was thinking, I was like, wait a minute, is this that same director? Because of the uh, just the the feel of it. But no. And so uh, there's some
0: stepping sounds, and she is calling out for Chief. Yep. Um, and there is a silhouette on the door. Because okay. it's a frosted glass door, yeah, like an office door, and you see it's a guy in a a, a cap, like uh, yeah, a security
1: secu- guard. Security
0: guard. She calls him chief.
1: Mm-hmm. She's so um, probably the chief officer.
0: Yeah, and she opens the door, and it's, it's still dark, signing the light on him. Yep. And uh, sees it's the chief.
1: Yeah, but he has like no facial expression besides
0: falls down dead. Yep, face first. And this is when we see the death. Special effects, quote-unquote. Yeah, they that, really, they really pulled turn. out
1: the stops with this one.
0: Uh, I mean, they probably used all the effects budget later on. But um,
1: <laughs> For sure.
0: Um, it's basically just a, a pile of string of beads lined up, and they just pull it off screen.
1: Yeah, it, it's like... Uh, just imagine a Mardi Gras bead or something, but without color, and just... I can imagine somebody running down the hallway as fast as they can with this long string in order to make it look like it's just zipping
0: away. And it's all on a red background. And Basically, that's how they do the death sequence in this one. Yeah. I don't even know what it's supposed to represent. Unraveling? Yeah. Right? It, well, it, the thing is, is <laughs> it might have looked better in a standard definition. edition. Yeah. It probably looked more like... Because we're watching like blu-ray versions of these yeah, yeah. So, we're
1: getting to see it really <laughs> really well i mean so um I, I imagine okay like if it was kind of fuzzy and it was going real fast it would just look like a ball of white that's just sh- disappearing yeah. off screen yeah slowly but surely shrinking and
0: you might not have been able to even see the pulling away it just might have just been dis- disappearing but yeah it's painfully obvious to us it's not very yeah. effective this one no no the other ones i think would be better yes yeah, so they, they should go back to those if this the, is how the it's reverse be. foam was actually pretty Intense right, when you think foam. about, it. um. And so then the door closes. I guess it just automatically closes, and then, <laughs> um, Cheers more footsteps, and this is the silhouette, a sickle hand uh-huh. of the mantis. Right. That answered my question
1: about whether or not he was going to have a a mantis hand. He has one. Yes, one mantis hand.
0: And we learn later that's so he could actually do stuff. Yeah. Um. And do they show him? can't remember um
1: yeah because what happens is she's she's there and then it comes in and then i think it like attacks her kind of sort of like it looms menacingly over her and then
0: is this where we see it lights up see that's a good question can't remember if we see it now or later Uh,
1: i I think we yes no we saw it maybe but i don't remember making the connection that that it was exactly from him or okay. if it was like the environment
0: that's where they spent all the special effects budget the helmet <laughs> the, he- the head of the monster lights up yeah um, can't have that reverse form you could and uh, the monster lighting up you gotta choose one or the other right that was plus they did some pyrotechnics
1: and stuff this episode yeah
0: so uh, then it cuts to later than the next day, I guess.
1: Yeah, maybe even the same day. Uh, no, well, it, it has to be at least a couple days because she's reported missing, right?
0: Well, I mean, it might be the same day, but it was definitely later. Yeah. Because it's sure. it's daylight now. And it's Hongo still doing his motorcycle thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, and this was the kind of a weird track to be practicing on.
0: I don't know if they're well, practicing he's doing, tight turns or something. He's doing some rallying stuff because ma- he's on a dirt bike. Oh, true. Yeah, it's not. he's not on his normal bike for sure because i guess he does every type of biking um because this is yeah it's a different motorcycle mm-hmm. another way they spent money on the episode yeah uh yeah. he's on a different motorcycle tachibana is just watching him go probably uh, timing his, or giving critiques or just whatever tachibana does is like his coach yeah um and there's an earthquake mm-hmm.
1: and uh, you know hongo did some really expert uh riding here to not fall off
0: because there was an actual crevice opened up in the ground oh yeah yeah. which means a serious earthquake but it's not like he's going slow either you know no he's trying to book it he slides uh sides into like a a sand bank and he comes off the bicycle but he doesn't really hurt himself or anything Mm -hmm. and then uh tachibana comes up to him and uh
1: He's like, wow, this is a bad earthquake, and, and then uh, Hongo's like, yeah, you know, we should probably watch out because it might get worse. And he's like, or yeah, it might get bad. The big one might,
0: the big one might be coming. There we in. go. The big one might be coming. And he and says it. that's the big one, and then he goes into an explanation about yeah, earthquakes. Shows his six hundred IQ. Yeah, basically, actually showing that he's in- intelligent. Um, exactly how
1: earthquakes work to Tajibana. That's earthquakes are di
0: diff- like. are, are weird in that people don't realize about how the Richter scale works. Uh huh. Because the Richter scale is an exponent increase, so. Um, and it's about how much uh, energy is released during the earthquake. Mm-hmm. But an 8.1 is actually 10 times bigger than an 8.0. Mm-hmm. And then an 8.2 is 10 times bigger than 8.1. So an 8.2 is a hundred times bigger than an 8.0. Right. So that's why an exponential increase is uh, really big. Yeah. Um, And so then it,
1: cuts over to the cafe <laughs> this part this. Is great because tachibana is now giving basically the uh, the shorter version of uh, for shorter and less informed version of what hongo was telling him but now he's telling it to his employees and the girls that are there
0: yeah Viruko and the other girl i forgot it, mean Orange or something bad. yeah
1: he's just trying to look real cool with this and uh uh, Hongo basically comes around the corner and starts clapping because he's like, "Oh, you,
0: yeah, that's exactly right." And then Riko's <laughs> like, "Oh, so Hongo is the epicenter of this information? Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. that's what the whole discussion was about. Yeah, they were the talking epi- about the epicenter, epicenter versus of earthquake. Yeah, and so this reminds um, Tachibana that he 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 says, "Do you know that scientists, uh, uh, Chikako, Chikako?" And he says, oh, yeah, we were friends when we were kids. We were next-door neighbors. She was like an older sister to me. Yeah, even his friends
1: become scientists. It's, yeah. His childhood
0: friends, anyway. Well, I mean, maybe they were in a 600 IQ area. Yeah, right? It's um, just a good, good breeding wherever they were from. And uh, uh, Hongo says, oh, yeah, she became like a scientist at this mm-hmm. uh, earthquake center. And Tachibana goes and picks up the paper and says, she's missing. Mm-hmm. She's been missing. So it's at least the next day it could be days later um from what we learn it could be just days later could be like next week but exactly or it could be the magic of newspapers and tv shows where newspapers can have articles about things that happened four hours ago yeah (laughs) and um so hongo decides to investigate because he believes everything is shocker and he's usually right (laughs) Um, every damn time it could be like it could be something along the lines of a kid had his ice cream stolen. Work of shocker. It must be shocker, and he'd be right, because <laughs> everything that happens to uh, around Hongo is shocker. Yeah. So this is another part where he's showing his intelligence because he goes and gets some. I guess uh, goes to the scene, gets some stuff, and he's doing research at his his lab. It's kind of
1: weird. It's like he's back. I'm pretty sure with the same guy, like his same biology buddy, because they're at the you know it's a biology center that he works yeah. at, and they're. Apparently,
0: also experts at geology. Let alone. Well, no, because they're what they're doing is they're looking at something that he found at the scene. Oh, that's right. Because he, he so basically he found this
1: uh, bit of insect DNA. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that's when he was. Like, well, so sure. they 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 go and uh, his friend says this is insect, but whatever. This is a, the insect of it must be huge, right? Yeah, which is funny because this is the exact opposite of what's happening at Kuga, where they all yeah. look like monsters, but, but they actually, actually, actually have human deity. Human.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that thought that did cross my mind, and so uh, he's like, Oh, it, it must be them, and and it kind of changes scenes. But well,
0: no, he he brings up a map. That has all the information. Oh right, that, so he's, he's saying that Chihako was looking at.
1: It's all happening around this certain area, which is and unusual. it all
0: happened at this certain date, right? Which I think is it's supposed to be um, around the time that he first stumbled upon shocker. Okay, so I guess the idea is he was this—he was really the start of when they started really doing shockery things and stuff like that. Ah, so again, it gives a little bit more. Uh, long
1: term uh goal foreshadowing
0: yeah that it it um okay. they've been working on this one for a while okay i m- i missed that part and so then it cuts to quite possibly this is huge plot hole or it's not really a plot hole it's the fact that people don't understand how things work um <laughs> cuz he is in his apartment uh-huh he's got a map and he's using a geiger counter on the map yeah on the map and so i'm thinking maybe he's trying to see if there's any radiation left in the room but no he's using it to scan the areas that the earthquake's in on the map yeah it was kind of cringy <laughs> i mean the other thing that about that
1: the transition between those two scenes too is he says that it must be them and then he just kind of cuts away and i'm sitting there like did his friend not question that it's just like oh yeah they must be doing it and then just kind of
0: there's a lot of di- disbelief about people <laughs> not realizing that he's common rider
1: especially okay you're talking about earthquakes with your buddy and then he's just over there like oh they must have done it and then you just like take a sip of your coffee it's like man
0: I guess hongo's gone he's off to about them ever they since are. he
1: won that that one bike race
0: <laughs> yeah he's
1: come so weird and alone
0: <laughs> um so he so yeah he's like doing the geiger counter check <laughs> on his with math. his not how science works. Like, oh yeah, I'm
1: getting no readings here. I can I can continue my day without radiation. Yeah,
0: <laughs> he checks. That's the truth. He just checks everything he brings into his home for radiation, just in case. <laughs> yeah. You know. But no, he actually says there's more radiation at the white at the at the <laughs> yeah, site <no.
1: laughs> He's ridiculous. like, so he figures out there's radiation via the map. If it was that easy, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Anyways, and so he draws a wild conclusion, which is obviously true because he's, he's got a he's, 600... He's, I, he's he's putting d- together things that we're not seeing, obviously.
1: Yeah, it's, it's our simple minds. Yeah. The synapses are just not firing fast enough to understand and how our, this works. Our limited hundred couple...
0: Less than 200, it, but like no, we can't get to 600. Um, <laughs> that uh, they're detonating nuclear bombs underground to artificially generate earthquakes, um, which is a... A thing that uh, maybe can happen. I'm not sure about that whole, but it's a it's ar it's arguably sound science. Like at it's least it makes sense within the
1: realms of <laughs> movie magic. You know, yeah. It's also a conspiracy theory thing. Yeah, it's not the most ridiculous uh, villain plot that's ever been conceived,
0: right? I mean, it does sound like a James Bond villain plot.
1: Yeah, yeah. James <laughs> Bond, very James
0: Bond. And then he gets a phone call, mm-hmm. and the phone call is from. Chikako. Chikako. And she is, you can tell she's at a Shocker base, because all Shocker bases look exactly the same. <laughs> right. Because, uh, like, in the background, there's, like, the... I mean, really, they just have the one base. <laughs> but uh, they have the one set. But Slightly in the show... Altered.
1: I mean, I'll give them credit for changing the layout enough that you can see They personalize that, them. Yeah.
0: It's like, you have a kit, and you get to personalize it, Monster, because every monster has their own little base. <laughs> um anyway she's on the phone saying that she's been captured and they have a horrible plan and she needs uh hongo to help yeah but come alone and come alone and um the mantis man is menacing her yeah
1: well you so she he doesn't see this obviously but directly uh behind her or i'm sorry in front of her you see this you know hooked mantis claw at her throat and she's
0: speaking as if she's being coerced exactly um, she's not trying to hide it or anything like that. No. Hongo goes to get her. hmm And he at first it looked like a man purse, but he's carrying the Geiger counter with him. Yes. Um Yeah, at first I thought it I, I was like, what the heck is this, man? But Fashion he's it's statement. a portable Geiger counter and it's just on a shoulder strap. And he's following he's looking around the field and he sees there's radiation in the field, which is true, but there's radiation everywhere. Yeah. Um and she runs out. Mm-hmm. Chigaku she's like, runs out
1: pushes away some huge because it's like
0: a bunch of tall dead grass it's it, it it's like about weeds. the same, same size as like a wheat field or something yeah. like that yeah um but yeah brownish grass and he says what's going on and she says you need to stop them they're over here yeah and she leads him to this place and she says it's in this mine yeah
1: and at this point if if we were wrong
0: about the glowing flashing lights before, now it's very obvious. Cause well, yeah, because this... we, we see Mantis Man is watching this whole thing happen. Yeah,
1: he's like up on the hill and his eyes are like flashing, glowing. It kind of looks like uh, headlights on a car, but smaller. Like they're yeah. custom made specifically for this helmet.
0: Well, they had to be bulbed out. Well, she, he has insect lights, uh, eyes. So this is before they usually like LEDs were mm-hmm. a big thing. So they had bigger bulbs underneath there. Yeah. Um, and he's looking into the mine, and Chikaku pushes him into the mine. She just flat out shoves him into the mine. Yeah. And then and, it, and, and then it's starts, not really a mine. It's more like a well. Yeah.
1: It's it's. I would better describe it as a, like a square well. Like maybe even some place because there's no would,
0: tunnels off shooting from it. Yeah. Uh,
1: like the way it's designed, almost. It could be something to store uh a grain, maybe. It's a shaft. Yeah, a shaft. It's a, shaft a concre- with no it's, conc- it's a concrete shaft. But uh he hits the ground and he's like, Oh, what the heck? And then immediately Chikako's like, Takashi, help me, help me, Takeshi, just help me. And then he's looking up and she gets pulled off in a way by the mantis man. And I'm like, Maybe you could have done that before pushing him into the mine.
0: Now there <laughs> might be a reason for this, and we can explain it later.
1: Right. I mean, uh, it starts to kind of, but not really, make sense. But I mean, yeah. At this point, now I'm just kind of laughing while we're watching the episode. I'm like, well, you remember? I'm just like, what the heck <laughs> is this about? Like, help. Ask for help before
0: you push him down a mine. Yes. Yeah, so um, <laughs>
1: And, and speaking of James Bond, here we get the villains. Uh, yeah.
0: So, uh, the Mantis Man comes up, and he lowers, like a mini death charge. Yeah, I think um, like those mine, uh stereotypical, sea, yeah, sea mine. Yeah, sea mines sea from back in the day. But it's mini. It's about the size of a soccer ball.
1: hmm. And He's basically saying, "Hey, I, we I, we push you down here because you can't get out, and you know this is gonna blow up in two minutes or something." Yeah, T- two and a half, three minutes. I can't remember what he said.
0: Two minutes, because then, uh. Hongo says, wait. And Mantis Man's like, okay, for a minute and a half. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, And so he walks away, and Hongo is trying to jump up. Honestly? This isn't the worst
1: villain plan so far no. in the series. It's like, okay, you push him into a well you don't think he can get out of, and then put a
0: bomb in there that's gonna Well, explode. they also know how he works. Yeah. As we see here, because he tries to jump up and he just can't do it because yeah. they know how high he can jump. Yeah, they measured the distance. and um, Because they built him. <laughs> and the... Uh...
1: Yeah, so he's, he's jumping up and down. Yeah. He's, you can see he's starting to get a little worried. Um, meanwhile, Mantis is dragging Chicago off. Carrying he
0: her. Not even, just holding her and bringing her around. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, unconscious. Yeah, yeah. I don't know when he knocked her out, but. And then um,
1: uh, the bomb goes off. Yeah, essentially he's uh, sitting here, basically, I guess, uh, giving into the situation as far as, you know. No, he
0: says and he said, I can't do this. There's got to be something. And and then the bomb goes off. and. The bomb force is enough to activate his transformation. Yeah, the
1: energy transfers into his belt. Belt turns him because yes,
0: that's why they do it while he's running. Mm-hmm. Is to uh, while he's riding, is to activate the turbine yep. and it transforms him. So he's able to transform so in ha- a cool, ha. in a cool like slideshow
1: transformation. Yeah, rhythm. he's like doing. It, they're making it look like his body is, I think. Getting blasted off, as far as it, it's he's like doing like tumbling. A, yeah, yeah, it's like not a, it's it's like he's flipping, but not a controlled flip. Yeah, you know,
0: and he transforms, and he's able to get out. Yeah, now he can jump really, yeah. really high. Yeah. Um. And Mantis Man's like, what? How did you get out? And hongo uh, explains. He gives the explanation because why not? Um, and Mantis Man summons some shocker troops.
1: Yeah, so uh, what I thought was funny is because he's holding this, uh, his mantis arm to Chicago again, who I can't remember if she's awake at this point or not. She, she's still passed out, she's right? She's still passed out. Yeah, yeah but yeah, he's still, you know, using her as a hostage, so he's got it up to her the back of her neck, I think. And uh, this is when I noticed you can see under his suit there. Like, it's very clearly a, a mantis glove hand. Yes. Because yeah, the suit does not connect to his hand. It I doesn't connect, connect kinda, to
0: the mantis glove thing, yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like, that could have probably changed, but... Um. And what so, yeah,
0: summon some shocker troops.
1: Yeah, they kind of pop up out of the bushes in a row, jump down. They all have their hands up. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Kung Lao from Mortal Kombat with his uh,
0: mantis kung
1: fu. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they've all at least got the hand position right. Yeah,
0: it, it does show that the idea is that they each have their own troops. Yes. Yeah,
1: if if it wasn't. If it wasn't clear before, now it's painfully obvious that everyone has their own like even with something that happens later on, it's very clear that these are tailor made for, for Mantis, yeah. Yeah, so they're they're warriors, I think they were called.
0: And so then they're uh he's fighting and he's winning. He's he's common rider and they're shocker troops. <laughs> yeah, so what are you gonna do? And then um we find out that apparently the really super move that uh common rider has is uh jumping. Because he's able to do crazy, weird things jumping. Because he jumps and he's jumping around and he jumps, and the Mantis Man jumps holding Chikaku. Chikaku, and all of a sudden hey, he has Chikaku. He just did a mid-air steal. Yeah, he just like pickpocketed the Mantis Man. <laughs> and then he, and then he's running off. And what's great is so he's running, and then he gets surrounded by shocker troops, and he kind of just pushes her off to the side. <laughs> just get out of here. I got, I got um, work to do i know you've played some of them but you haven't played uh yakuza 6 right no okay so in yakuza 6 there's a section of time where um kiryu is carrying around a baby oh and during that time whenever he gets into a fight he just hands the baby off to a a bystander (laughs) He's just like hold my baby and then he beats everybody up and then takes the baby back (laughs) It is so funny, but that w- that reminds me of it. He's yeah, he it, just puts her you down go. on the yeah. ground and then starts <laughs> starts fighting and then picks her back up. <laughs> so what I thought was
1: interesting about this is the mantis man has a kusarigama. Yes, he, he's got a, a a chain scythe for for anybody who doesn't know what that is. Um, so imagine a sickle, or uh, you know, like a, a mini scythe. sickle, yeah. yeah, in his uh, in a hand that has a long chain connected to it with usually a small weight at the very end, so that way, um, you can use it as a. Uh, a boa of some sort. Yeah, so like you can get, you can use it to wrap around the opponent and drag him to you, which is when we first see it, because the chain comes out, uh, surrounds um, Takeshi around the shoulders, and this is what I thought was really It goes weird. around his
0: neck, so he's like... Oh, that's right, it's yeah. around his neck.
1: But what I thought was interesting is that he's using this with his non-Scythe hand, but in his Scythe hand, he's holding... A scythe! <laughs> the Kusari Gama. because I thought it was just a chain with a weight on it. I didn't think it was going to be the full-blown Kusari gama <laughs>
0: because... So on his, I mean, that's the reason why he only has one hand. So you can manipulate the chain with the other hand easily. Yeah. But it's funny because in his scythe hand, he's holding a sight. Yeah, see, because
1: up to this point, all of our main bad guys had this special thing. So we had this uh, spider with this poison sting. because that makes sense? Poison yeah. darts. And he also had his webbing. Right. Poison darts and webbing. Our second guy, the man bat, he had his uh, mind control and um, flight. Our third guy, we had rolling uphill. hill. <laughs> But <laughs> well, he, also had, a, he also had a whip
0: uh, who the scorpion guy had. A oh,
1: whip. scorpion had a whip. That's right. I forgot about that. yeah I, Hmm. Because I was thinking that was all my. So, OK, there we go. There was the other one that was kind scorpion of. Scorpion had
0: the whip because he didn't have a tail. Right. He didn't have the tail. So, so this had whip. one has a scythe. He had the pincers a
1: and he could roll real well and also disappear underground. Yeah. And then the other guy was basically whips and. Yeah. Basically, it. he was a plant man. Yeah. But now we've got a guy with a scythe in his scythe hand.
0: No, the, the plant man had a whip.
1: Yeah, Plant Man had yeah, and all of his crew because he can make vines.
0: Yeah, so yeah, this guy has um the scythe, which I just think is funny—a scythe holding a scythe in his scythe hand. Yeah, it's because it, you'd think he would wear, wield the scythe of, in off It reminds me a little of the last episode of Zero One with the big gun, the small gun, and the big hand. Yeah, yeah, he got these <laughs> huge
1: monkey fists and this tiny little gun, which is an absurdly big gun in any other in any other scene this gun is huge <laughs> like you're thinking man this is like ridiculously big gun i can only imagine how it looks in a little kid's hands because it's a toy obviously but then he's in these huge suit hands like you <laughs> you're
0: like oh that's what it would look like if i was holding the toy version
1: um the hulk eating a taco any,
0: anyway so uh it goes back to um the mantis man's uh ichigo gets away yeah, right. essentially,
1: yeah, the The fight ends early. He gets away. Because he's got somebody to save there.
0: I just call him Ichigo because that's what he's going to be known as. But anyways. Oh, yeah, Common ready Ichigo. So he gets away, um, and then it cuts back to the Mantis Man's base and Great Leader's talking to Mantis Man saying, you got to go get Chikako back because she's important for the plan. So at first, I was thinking that she was kidnapped because... She was the one who could figure out where the plant where the where the bombs were, but mm-hmm. there's something else going on. She's part of the they need her for it. Right. And then it goes to the cafe. Where it's just uh, uh Ruiko and her friend are in the cafe and she's worried that Ichigo hasn't uh, that uh Takeshi hasn't come back yet. Right. And then the uh yeah. the the guy, he probably has a name or something like that, he runs in the uh, the guy who works there, and he says there's a monster outside. It was Mantis. It was a giant Mantis man. And Ruriko's friend says, you've just been watching too many movies and stuff like that. <laughs> Again, we get to this uh, sort of, and,
1: and Ruriko's also like, well, pff, I'll go check it out.
0: No, she has a look like maybe he's true because she's actually seen some stuff. But yeah, that's what my whole point is, is that they've both seen some stuff. Well, like... her friend has seen one monster. <laughs> Maruko has seen like four or five by this point. Right, she's old hand at it. So she goes and checks it out. She doesn't find anything. She doesn't find anything except that above her, dun, dun, dun. It, uh, the mantis man is above her. And, and I then, thought. oh yeah, he's going to get her and like, do an oh, exchange. She's got kidnapped. I, th- I was thinking an exchange, but that's not the case. He was just using her to follow to get to Takeshi. Yep, yep. It, because it's because
1: in the very next scene, you see her there immediately. Maruko's uh, with, with Takeshi, in, Takeshi in front of the bed that Chicago's laying on. Yeah, and that's when I was like. Because I was in the middle, I even wrote down that she wasn't kidnapped. Like, yeah. Wait, what? I was not
0: expecting. Big, to. So what a plot big, twist! Big, uh, plot twist. She wasn't kidnapped. <laughs> um, so uh, Chikaku is unconscious on the bed mm-hmm. in uh, uh, in fits, kind of, uh, uh, and this is where we learn a little bit more about Hongo and his past that she was. When he said older sister, she's like maybe a year or two older. Than yeah, like th- so
1: they would have been playing closely together.
0: Yeah, and so she has a, uh, so he has a reminiscence about the fact that she would always catch them when they were playing tag. Yeah, She's apparently really fast or something. Yeah, uh, I doubt that can happen now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, right,
1: he just front flip onto it, and building. it was
0: great because Ruko was surprised that he played as a kid. Right, go <laughs> figure, <laughs> and. You know, it's not much about Hongo's past, but it's just, every little bit, it's just like, okay, he was a person. Mm-hmm. He isn't just a vehicle for these stories. He was yeah. a person. And we've seen this in this episode about him being intelligent and doing research. Yeah, there's a even lot more he, humanity in this. Even though he doesn't know how to use a map. Um, <laughs> and uh, Chikaku has some sleep talking.
1: Yeah, so she's basically nonsensically talking about... uh this horrible plan and eggs and the earthquake and And at four four o'clock. And so uh, it's kind of hard to make sense of it. I could probably, we could probably go into detail on exactly what she said, but it's really one of those you'll figure it out by the end of the episode or
0: you won't. Yeah,
1: because you're not supposed to really understand it.
0: Something about mantis eggs and things like that. Yeah. So
1: he he shakes her awake, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, not like roughly. You know, it's not like
0: he's Jostles picking her up and like,
1: ah, wake up now. Yeah. He's just like, oh, are you, okay? you gotta be careful because he could. He could uh, really <laughs> easily.
0: <laughs> um, and she wakes up and he says, "What were those things you're talking about? Mantis eggs, Jaco? Tell me what's what's wrong." And she says, "I have no idea what you're talking about. And who is this?" She. Chi- chicago person you're talking about <laughs> yeah
1: it's like where because she first thing i think she says where am i where am and i it was like you're in Takeshi's room and it made like uh no reaction it was like none of that made any sense yeah like she's just hearing
0: somebody say some words and they've used the wor- word apartment but they say the word match on which is more closely to what we would use the term condo okay yeah uh, so it's not it's 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 a larger it's a larger place than a normal what apartment. Yeah, so it's like an expensive like, yeah, a loft so, almost. Yeah. Um that's pretty much they say mansion. And yeah. They're talking about usually talking about a condos. Um, but translated to apartment's not that horrible or anything. But uh so she he tries to leave, right? Well, he tries to she she says, I need to get out of here and he grabs her saying, You got to uh, tell me what's going on and mm. stuff like that and this is when he squeezes too hard
1: yeah he does he's uh did what he accidentally did to the kid only this time on her shoulders and she's yeah. like oh you're hurting me and he's like Oh, i can't even i have to you know basically pay attention to it because any reaction i have like any uh real reaction could hurt somebody
0: yeah i gotta be careful all yeah. the time like a- all long, times uh um there's a Term having to do with uh, Superman, how he walks—he yeah. walks in a world of cardboard. Yeah, I think, yeah, or glass or something. Yeah. Basically, he can touch anything; it would just blow up. <laughs> I, th- I think it was actually paper. His world is is a yeah, world of, of paper, paper yeah. where he could just walk through walls and he doesn't even notice that they're there. Mm-hmm. That that's how that's how powerful he is. And um, anyway, so the mantis shows up. He had followed them there, and this is where we really see the glowing eyes. They really focus oh, on yeah, it, it this time. It's dark, and uh, yeah, you, it, if you're missing this, you're blind. And this is where I noticed also, I noticed it the first time, but I noticed it this time. He's fighting the Mantis, moving all over the place, but he slips a watch onto Chikako.
1: Yeah, like basically he sits down, he slaps the watch onto her wrist, dodges a scythe, and then dodges a scythe. Then Riku gets pushed into a bookcase.
0: Knocked unconscious because (laughs) she can't know anything going on. And I thought, okay, then when she got knocked unconscious, I'm thinking he's transforming. That's how it is. She's unconscious. He's transforming. Nope. Uh, but no, he gets knocked out by uh, Chicago. Just hits him in the back of the head with the lamp. Uh, yeah, lamp base. Uh, yeah, lamp. Uh, and he's uh, knocked out. So this is where we've learned that, and she has a blank expression on her face. Yeah, she's so been brainwashed. She's been brainwashed. Yeah. Was, I mean, we know that Chicago can brainwash. They were going to brainwash Hongo. him. Yeah. He just didn't get to that part. So this is where everything following up to this makes sense. In a way that I want, I want to point out, she is because of the way she was uh, flitting and playing mm-hmm. on when she was unconscious. Um, she is not fully brainwashed. No, she is brainwashed, but she's having a fight with it, which is probably uh-huh. what happened after she pushed H- Hongo into. Yeah, she gets a little bit back. You see, and then and then the 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 mantis would have had to knock her out.
1: Yeah, this this part uh, it cleared up kind of that because you're like, oh, under hypnosis, that explains the erratic. Sort of behavior. She's both. She's fighting b- back against it, but not very well, right? But then it opens up so many plot holes. I've got like six question mark things here written down. I don't know if I want to open them up right now. Oh, go ahead. So, um, essentially, <laughs> they leave. They just leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh they have Takeshi knocked out. They do nothing. There's Riko knocked out. They do nothing. They just let him go, like as if well, they're on a time restraint. I, I understand that. It just seems like... How many times in the series have they wanted Takeshi be knocked out so they can get rid of him? Like, up to this entire point... I don't know if, like, just stabbing him would kill him, though. I, but the the plan was to, to get him in a mine shaft so they could blow him up, right? They did that preemptively so he wouldn't ruin their earthquake plans. And then here they have the perfect chance to at least restrain him. Yeah. Or put him somewhere he doesn't know where he is, anything. And they just leave him on the bedroom floor with Ruriko. Like, they don't bring Ruriko for contingency. No. I mean, they they got a the time to keep. They almost don't even make it at
0: that. Because, like,
1: okay, for the very least, if they're trying to buy time, get Rui, get the goons to take Ruriko somewhere yeah. and, like, have her in a situation where she's going to die in 30 minutes unless you'll get her, and then that
0: way he's busy with that, right? Yeah.
1: But no, they just...
0: <laughs> yeah, that one is just a uh, Bond movie plot hole. But <laughs> <laughs> This is really
1: bad. This one is really bad. But uh, yeah, so it goes to the Shocker compound, uh, if I remember correctly. This is the next scene. It
0: goes back to the um, the the Mantis Man's thing, mm-hmm. uh, and she is doing her stuff.
1: Yes, it's basically explaining the science behind the plan, and uh,
0: you know the, the back and
1: forth on that. There's really not much to say besides that, and it zooms in on this tracker yes the one that he slapped on her wrist during the fight and then this is my other question mark is like the mantis man must have seen it oh why is it flashing and it's flashing and making stereotypical movie tracker sounds
0: Boop. the tracker sound i don't know if that's actually real if that's just post for that oh for for us us? Yeah. yeah The flashing light is just so that we can see something's going on. I, I, I'm hoping that yes, I the way that I, I mean, all bugs, all <laughs> bugs
1: in movies just flash light. They flash and make beeping trackers sounds. Now, I in my mind, I'm just looking at it like this is for us to see it. Yes, it's otherwise not flashing. Yeah, it's
0: just for us um, because otherwise, what the heck? <laughs> oh, those that's always in all sorts of movies. There's like that. It shows that Hongo is following. Mm-hmm. He's woken up. He's got his motorcycle. He's following his watch is the tracker receiver i guess yeah um shows directions or something uh well he looks at his watch to see how much time he has he has half an hour yes
1: it's getting, it's coming down
0: um to the wire yep and uh the mantis knows that he's coming and then sets a trap yes you know it, it, you see
1: him coming from uh down the road And there's a distance. I thought it was a crevice because, you know, earthquake earlier. I thought it was going to be another you can't drive over this or else your bike will break sort of situation. But it was uh, a line of gasoline. Yep. And they lit it on fire. To stop him from driving over it. But then after he didn't drive over it.
0: it goes away and then the fight happens.
1: The the mantis man, like, basically swings his arm and the fire goes away. So uh, from my understanding, it was the best way that they could film him doing such a hard strike that the wind blew out the fire. Yeah. Uh. It looks like he just waved his hand and it went away, so that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what I think it happened. But then we get to, again, the situation. You're trying to buy time, so you just let the fire go.
0: You could Well, so that he can start fighting. <laughs> right. And then there's a fight scene. Yeah, so there's— Jocker have this... goons. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we see some fighting—out-of-suit uh, fighting. Yep. Um, Which is a, a bigger deal in other common Rider shows because there's a different person in the suit. Yeah, But in this one, it's the actor is in the suit. Yeah, so. so it's really not that big of a deal. So he fights better when he's not transformed. <laughs> yeah, he because can see. he can see. <laughs> and um, they do throw in, the, I like how they throw in the cool sound effect whenever Hongo's using his strength, that yeah. sound effect. And um, he does that when uh, Mantis wraps around his neck the chain and he mm-hmm. grabs it and he's like
1: fighting with the Mantis. Yeah, so it sounds like he's trying to break the chain, basically.
0: Oh, what was funny was earlier when he was thrown down the well, he was called defective. The Mantis Man called him a defective uh-huh. model, and it's it, you're looking at it and you think every single one is lame compared to him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you
1: think about his total powers versus theirs, like his the adaptability of his abilities is which could be possible.
0: Might just be a headcanon, they might say something later, is that he was going to be their ultimate weapon. I was thinking that, yeah. And they didn't have the the resources to make everybody like him.
1: Yeah, because they put Uh, them all in, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's 600 IQ. 600 IQ plays. Um,
0: The Mantis and them run away, and he chases after them, gets on the bike. As is tradition. And transforms
1: yeah and and i think this one was even just a little bit longer than the one from the last episode but basically the exact same uh you see they they, they
0: lengthen and shorten the transformation scenes as they need fit to fill in time yeah you see the bike kind of get bigger yeah the mufflers extend yeah the the fins and
1: the stuff off on the bike yeah Yeah. and then we get his uh you know the explanation that he is transforming if you couldn't tell by looking
0: yeah (laughs) um talking about the winter and and buying a little explanation about it Mm -hmm. remember that no reruns right it's just this is the show and you know if you missed a previous episode and your friends were talking about it at school and you go to watch it um so it also goes back to the lab and chikaku says she's all done all it needs is to pull the lever but you gotta wait for Ford for some reason (laughs) and um
1: i mean it's kind of explained with this sort of sciencey you know nonsense that
0: it's something to do with the water, uh-huh. and it has to be at a certain level, right? Um, I always love it when it's a weird time. Would be cool if it. She said you got to pull it at three fifty-seven. Yeah, three fifty-seven is when high tide is in, so you got to pull it. But they say four o'clock, just yeah, make it easy, round it up, make it easy. Um, and then she goes and lays down on like a bed, and it has a flashing light showing that it's probably the brainwashing bed. <laughs> um, because she's not an altered human. No. She's just she's just being brainwashed. Mm. Hongo strides in. Strides in. He because follow, he's following the receiver. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mantis Man comes in right behind, and a bunch of goons. Uh huh. A whole bunch of goons.
1: And um. And earlier when he had the Kisari Gama and was flicking around the whole time, I'm like, you know, it would make more sense if he just used the scythe hand to fight, and his goons were the ones with the with the scythe, you know, ch- sickle sickle chains. Yeah um and then yeah two of them come in swinging around the gama's and i'm like yes yeah
0: there we go this is so it is a about. pretty good fight especially because it's a confined space oh yeah i love this fight scene uh the very it
1: starts off with him grabbing the nearest goon and hip tossing him down a, a flight of stairs and then he jumps down totally excellent
0: using a lot of the dual layers the upper and lower layers back and forth he does a lot of he does like a scissor trip there's a whole bunch more uh detailed fights here
1: like yeah uh, they're getting the hang of it they're getting better uh, quite frankly compared to most of the other fight scenes,
0: even though this is, like, lower budget, like, horribly lower budget,
1: it's pretty decent.
0: And I can see the actor, uh, he's getting more used to the fighting in the suit. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, Which means it's much bad- better later on because it's just, it's their job, people to fight in the suit, and so they're ready to fight when the suit's happening. Yes. Days. Um. So he knocks down one guy, and he starts interrogating him, like Hongo's want to do. Yeah, and Shocker and chakra goons fold like like <laughs> wet tissue paper. And uh, he says, where's the transmitter? Where's the trick? And that's this is where the whole egg thing comes in. In the corner, there's a mantis egg for some reason. Because um, monsters like their themes. Yeah.
1: And that's where the trigger is. Yeah. Okay, there you go. I missed that part because I was writing something down. Because by the end of it, I still had no freaking idea what the eggs were about. The my egg- very last thing written down is like, oh, okay, what's So the, the,
0: egg, the egg in the corner is where the trigger is <laughs> okay. for some reason.
1: Thank God for that, because that was hurting um, my
0: brain. And so... But right before he can say anything else, Mantis Man shoots him, and then the beads happen. Yeah, triple,
1: triple poison dart, and then we get to see the beads for the second time.
0: And so Hongo fights a bunch more, and the Mantis Man goes over to the egg and hits it to crack it open to get to access to the, to the, uh, the switch, which makes no sense why we put it in the egg to begin with. Anyways, yeah. You could just but like I switch. said, they just like their they just like themes. It's a theme. And right before he does, Ichigo does a Rider Kick. Yep. Now this is starting to be more and more like a typical rider kick because it's starting to be the one th- the single foot kick yeah
1: yeah um so the first one was like a, a drop kick almost yeah
0: this is more developing it where he jumps up does the writer kick and he goes forward you're seeing you're seeing it in other shows and th- things like that so that
1: was interesting about this time is when you see the boss die And the beads take away from the screen, but uh, all of the all of the goons, all of the warrior mantises fall to the ground and
0: uh, freak out, and then they die die. die too. They die the the same way, the beadiest death possible. (laughs) Beadiest. That's a beadiest, not BDS. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, And then he goes over. They're all dead, and he goes over to where Chikaku is unconscious, and he was about to wake her up, and he says, "I shouldn't." Right now, not the kid she grew up with is here, and nor is the man who he, that kid grew up to. I am mm-hmm. the cyborg. Yeah. And so he doesn't even really think of himself as Hongo anymore. No. Or at the, at the very least, uh,
1: like he wants to, but he's just like, yeah. I, do I
0: even have the right almost? So he picks her up, carries her away, and I guess she gets on brainwashed. Probably never see her well, We again. don't know because it's to be continued. Yeah. I mean. Uh, well, n- uh, no, every episode says to be continued. Uh, yeah i know (laughs) i'm just saying
1: it's like one of those it says to be continued but it's not (laughs) like a two-parter in the way it
0: means the show isn't done yet yeah um and then the sad scenes of him driving off on the motorcycle yeah which has how every episode ends um so we never we talked about it a little bit but what do you think of the mantis outfit
1: um i don't like this one as much as i like the uh man-eating sarah sarian because he they had some, uh, hold, like, for example, the wrist being exposed was kind of, eh. Also, if you're able to hold the Gama in your, in your mantis hand, that means you at least have a thumb there. Yeah. So, I don't know, it just didn't feel quite as, I mean, don't get me wrong, I like the helmet. Yeah. Because uh, they put a lot of work into it, they had to. Mm. But overall, this wasn't my favorite suit. I mean, it, it definitely ranked better than the Scorpion.
0: Yeah, I think it's better than the Scorpion. I maybe it ranks about the same as the spider, I think.
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Because the spider was mostly the head too. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not ranking monsters, but I was just wondering. No, no, no. <laughs> um uh we are ranking, although we are ranking riders. Yeah, we are ranking the writers. And uh uh right now Ichigo is number two. We did forget one thing. What was that? Saksugoi. Oh, Saksugoy, that's right. Saksugoy. So um socksugoy. What did you think?
1: So, uh, for my suck, uh, I'm going to have to go with the plot holes on this one. I mm-hmm. mean, at the end of the day, you can get over it, but there was just so many in this one that it kind of killed my suspension of disbelief Yeah, uh, for a bit there. Does the episode bad? No, but there's just a lot of things that we can look back on on this episode and be like, okay, that doesn't make sense. This could have been done better. Why is the
0: egg there over the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, so I would have liked to have seen a little bit less. For me, the suck is similar, but the whole brainwashing thing, it could have been done so much better. Mm -hmm. It could have not even been brainwashing it. It could have been, yeah. She could have just been coerced into it. They capture her. She gets him back. I mean, because him knowing the entire plot, which I think is the only reason she wasn't, she was brainwashed, Uh is so that um, he didn't know the entire plot at one point, but he figured it out and it wasn't that big deal. No. It wouldn't have changed. It wouldn't have changed the whole story. None of the story would change if he knew the entire villain plot the whole time, yeah,
1: that's my point is that and then with them knowing that, there's just so many ch- better chances to to uh stall him, yeah, uh so yeah, all together
0: i i my my suck is just the whole brainwashing yeah game bro it, it, they could have the whole story could have been better without brainwash <laughs> yeah. brainwashing, or it could have been she was bad the entire time, it would have been yeah. I mean
1: And then it would be uh, pretty add it on to uh the Scorpion Ant Man episode with Yeah. All his friends are friggin' villains. Yeah. <laughs> so uh tsugoi? Um so I was gonna say the fights because they were really good this episode. Oh, yeah. But I think I'm gonna have to go with the pacing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was uh there was no long drawn out scenes that didn't be- need to be drawn out. Everything was kind of where it needed to be. Right, mm. like the the horror wasn't overdone. Like on episode two with the man, bad is like they wanted to build a creepy scene, but there was a lot of just annoying sounds that you kind of were forced to just sit there and uh, here we go. Like the um, death scenes were actually pretty fast. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it went from point A to point B to point C. We got everything that we needed to know before we moved on, and uh, yeah, I just thought it was a much better paced episode, and it kind of made it even though without the plot
0: holes, yeah, it would have been probably the best episode. Just. For me, I think it's a little thing, but I really liked the character, even though it was barely in it. The whole Tachibana thing.
1: Yeah, that was a funny, really, really funny scene. I really
0: liked it. I really liked the whole Tachibana. It's, um, it's funny how, especially in this uh, this era of TV, that they do build secondary characters mm-hmm. because many shows I would think of over, of around this era. Secondary characters never appear or do anything, mm-hmm. but little personality they have for, um, for Tachibana I really liked.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. Real quick, additional mini Uh I forgot to mention that we never find out what happens to Rumiko. She's just got knocked out and she's out of the episode.
0: Rumiko. Oh yeah, she's just unconscious. <laughs> this happens. This is cool. She's
1: done. And then uh, the other one that I really liked is the theme of the mantis being a patient sort of uh, trap setter. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that because that was kind of a big deal. Because um, I was expecting I was like, okay, is it going to be one of those ambush types? or, Yeah, so the trap I thought was a good playoff of uh, what a mantis would typically do. Well, the
0: idea of like a praying mantis, yeah, yeah. just being patient. And just kind of, oh, and then chop the head off. And also, I mean, it was his plan was a long-term plan. Yeah,
1: that's what I mean. The whole thing was would yeah. have been a really nice setup if they had done more to uh, yeah.
0: interject. Um, So we do rank the riders. Mm-hmm. And... Personally, I don't think much has changed. No.
1: It's pretty much where it is. I mean, we have him at three right now, right? Three or four? Two. Two. Oh, that's right. We do have him at two. Yeah, I'm going to keep him at two. I mean, because we got to see a lot more of his past.
0: Especially with how things go uh, on the older shows. I feel most likely the older shows will be, they're the characters that don't change, Mm -hmm. and the other characters change around them. Yeah, the
1: characters change around them.
0: Where they're, they're consistent. Where other characters will get better and worse as their shows go on. Yeah. I feel that's just the method of how things are, especially with seventies yeah. shows. Yeah, it's kinda of funny. I feel
1: like uh I feel like each on a boat, just all the other writers are kinda of moving around. <laughs> he's just going with the waves.
0: Well, also, he's the only one that they didn't know when a show would end. Yeah. So there's no real character arc from cuz he's just no. static. I mean, it'd be kind of
1: hard to make a character arc because especially if if the character has already grown as fully as he can grow as far as the story point, you're going to be kind of tempted to end it even if you don't want to. So
0: all the other shows they have like 49 or so many episodes to and this do. This one has 98. Yeah. So huh. they they uh they can grow and change the character. Um I mean like Kuga's already grown and changed as a character. Yeah, he's a little and bit less carefree, a little I bit mean, more serious. Uh, double, double, we're still like learning about the character.
1: Right. Uh, but his relationship with Phil is a little bit more clear. Philip's a little bit more
0: human. Uh,
1: Shotaru's a little bit more, uh, I want to say, <laughs> willing to accept help well, from- How,
0: it's di- how du- Double's different than the other ones is Double's an established hero that we're learning about. Right. The other ones were going. They're along building the, into it. We're going along on the journey. They are the the uh, entry character that we're learning everything mm-hmm. through. In double, we're learning all that stuff from Akiko.
1: And it's fitting because it's uh, it's noir, so it's mysterious. Yeah. There's so mystery. We, so Akiko is it's is our the, uh, is our vi- anchor vi- character. Visual
0: eye, and she's mm-hmm. the one that they explain things to and all that stuff. I mean, it's not that. Uh, Uh, shotaro and philip aren't learning it's just they're an established character they're growing and changing but
1: yeah they're already a team
0: yeah and so we learn things through different ways which Mm -hmm. i like yeah it's pretty nifty especially because we got three other shows where it's just and it's uh well two other shows like um that we're learning with the characters. yeah it's actually
1: really interesting i mean we've said it before say it again the dynamic between all four shows there's there's uh, there's something different about every single show that uh it becomes more clear the more episodes we watch. Yeah. So, like, for instance, I never would have considered that th- we're learning, like what you just said, I never would have considered that until just now, and it's like, oh, that makes a lot of
0: sense, because,
1: oh, Zero-One, he's brand new. Kuga, brand new.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Ichigo, I mean. he's pretty much is just fully formed right after the first episode. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. He's already as good as he's going to get.
0: Yeah, and that's just because they don't have a plan for the character yet, and that will change and grow as as I said, they figure out what the show is like 15, 20 episodes in. Yeah. Looking forward to that, man. It's going to be great. He oh. has potential.
1: I mean, if I feel like his biggest jump in character is going to be like the last 20 episodes of the series. Because then they'll have an idea of where they want to go with it. I'm
0: assuming. I y- can only assume. Well, I will tell you that he is in um, the beginning of zero of, of V3. V3 is what season? V3 is the next season. Okay. Okay.
1: So then, yeah. All right.
0: <laughs> and then. Um, Probably in some movies and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like I said, like he was in a ghost movie. Yeah. Which is season like Especially cause everybody, 18. Especially because everybody looks
1: at the actor like, uh, what did you say, Chuck Norris? He's like yeah. hey, Japanese <laughs> Chuck Norris. <laughs> yeah.
0: That that idea. <laughs> yeah. The Hongo Takeshi. Uh, but uh, Se- Se- Segeo Shanchuro <laughs> is the the character who represents the icon of uh, Sega Saturn. Uh, Who was in a very successful uh, uh, marketing campaign, hilarious commercials, (laughs) Um, and so yeah, he appears in many shows Mm. and guest stars and things like that. Um, He's he's the number one, he's the icon who started it all. So, um, so he will change and grow as you go, but he's still always like Ichigo. Yeah, he's still that guy. The the legendary seven. The first seven writers are like pretty static. Well, they're pretty well known. They're the ones that whenever they want to bring back old writers, they bring back those ones. Okay, um, like Amazon and Stronger and Super One and stuff like, that. um, uh, which is just me saying words to you right now. We kind <laughs> of sort of, yeah. I'm <laughs> like, oh, mm-hmm, well. <laughs> so, um, anything else? No, I think we got everything. Okay, well, that's gonna wrap it up for us. Writing Through the Ages has been a production of Fanboy Opinion. You can find out more information at fanboyopinion.com. You can email us at fanboyopinion at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments. You can also follow us at fanboy underscore opinion on Twitter if you want to follow any new information about the show or want to tweet about it. If you have any questions about any podcatchers, be sure to let us know. Please don't forget to rate and review us on any, any way you find us. I'm Eric. I'm Eugene. And we want to thank you again for writing with us.